Hey everybody, we're here with the Savage Gentleman podcast, and I have a special guest, Tanner Guzzi, like fuzzy, I was corrected, I said it wrong like an asshole, um, which is really bad way to start off a podcast by messing up your guest's name. Yeah, but we've already spent some time together, so it's not like this is the first two minutes of our knowing each other, so... I think does I that think make we'll it worse? No, does that make it worse? Yeah, like I think we can make this. We've work. actually hung out before, and I still got it wrong. So that's, man. What does that say we'll about just blame me? It on Jack. Okay, it's his fault. Yeah, Jack Donovan. This is all your fault. He said he was the one. He planted that seed. I think he did it on purpose. It's funny because he knows, and he would have done it on purpose. Oh, ah, yeah. clever bastard, Jack Donovan. <laughs> man, so so Tanner, you have written some books. Um, you are well versed in the realm of men's fashion, clothing, um, and really more specifically, the idea of appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we talked about this a little bit last time you were in. Um, I've, I've been skimming through the book. I, I wish I could say that I've read it completely. I have not, but some of the principles, man, I really, I really love the way that you put this idea because we've got a lot of guys that I'm sure you well know like, man, who cares what I look like? I don't give a fuck. But, you know, that that kind of mentality. And it's like, a cool story, bro. Are, so you're going to say that Genghis Khan was a sissy because he right. actually cared the way he looked? Uh, man, I mean, I guess you can because he's dead now. And <laughs> you can get away with that's that. but do. Right. But, I mean, that's a hard <laughs> argument to make to yeah. say that that guy, you know, was any less savage than someone else. Exactly. Um, how, did you, how did you come by this, this idea, this notion? Well, I've always been... I've always been sensitive to the way that I dress, mm-hmm. and I think it really started back in junior high because I was a punk rock BMX snowboarding kid, and I went to a private school, mm. so I had to wear a uniform, like you know, gray slacks, white shirt, and a tie, and a, and a blazer, and everything. But then all of my friends and everybody else that I was associated with were the Green Liberty spikes, safety <laughs> pins, yep. and you know your favorite band shirts and all this stuff. And and for me, it was really hard at that age because. It was a conflict of identity more yeah. than anything else. And mm-hmm. these were two very distinct tribes that were very, very aesthetically concerned. You have to wear the uniform and you have to conform within that, whether that's the private school uniform or, or the, the punk, punk rock. rock yeah, which is interesting right? because it's like nonconformity, but look exactly but like us. Like the rest of <laughs> us do, exactly. And so it was this huge, there, there was so much just dissonance and ennui for me because I, I couldn't, I, I felt like I couldn't be who I was. Mm-hmm. And part of me was this private school kid in part because I was a terrible rebel. I was only really good at it as far as like the aesthetics and like, okay. you can't judge me, but like the drinking and the drugs and sex, like I, I never could bring myself to do any of that. <laughs> so I was terrible. You po- what a poser. Exactly. Right? Gosh. <laughs> but that's what happens when you're raised in Utah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you can only be so hardcore. Exactly. Sure. You know? And so it was, there was this, this dissonance. And I finally, you know, I go through high school and I'm able to, to jive a lot of that. And then I deal with it. I'm a member of the church here, mm-hmm. member of the Church of Jesus Christ. And I served a mission and I had to wear the yep. the suit and tie and everything for that. And that was kind of weird for me about how much do I, my, my mission president and I argued almost every week about my parting my hair. Oh. Because I hated it. It was so conformist, which now, like, I've had years where I've parted my hair on my own. Because sure. Because I liked the look or whatever right. else. Anyway, it's always been this thing for me. Because I've always understood how important it is to my own identity. Mm-hmm. So I started writing a blog about it 10 years ago. And then it's just expanded and I've realized that it's resonated with a lot of guys. And then I've done more research on it and it's become really kind of a fun topic to understand why the crap men actually care about how we look and how we do things like express our masculinity or do things like demonstrate honor or mastery or loyalty or anything else just through the clothes that we wear. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I like the way that you express it. Is it's a tool, right? Mm-hmm. It's, and it's a very powerful tool very. that you know, if we use it correctly, man, it can do a lot of good things for us. You know, not only in in the terms of like worldly gain, but just that 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 own like introspective part, right? Or that that internal man, I feel good about myself yeah. and. It's amazing, you know, again, we don't put a lot of stock in that, in feelings, right? As men, that's kind of frou-frou, you know, that's chick stuff, right? But, man, I tell you what, if you feel better, you are going to perform at whatever you do better. And I will fight tooth and nail and argue, argue that till the cows come home. I mean, there is a lot to be said for how we perceive ourselves and then how we then project ourselves. Absolutely, and that's the biggest and the most important thing because a lot of guys get hung up on this idea of, why should I care what anybody else thinks of me? 
And we can talk about that, and you know, it really, there's there's a time and a place to care who and what they think, and, and to what extent. Stuff. Exactly. There's a, there is a point of diminished returns, right? Because you can't care what everybody in the world thinks about you, right? But if you don't care what anybody thinks about you, you've got a problem. Like that's yeah. that's being a sociopath, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and we can't operate inside that realm. I mean, that's pure isolationism. And when we isolate individuals from the population. What happens? Exactly. Bad things. I mean, look at look at you know most of the 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 terrible events that have transpired, you know that have been committed by our own citizens. Uh -huh. These are isolated individuals. They have been removed from society, exactly. either on purpose or you know either by their own volition or unwillingly. Yeah, they've just been rejected. They've been yeah. rejected, and then they go on this really dark spiral and, and it manifests in a really bad way. So to say that I don't care, I don't need to belong, I don't need to be a part of anything is patently false in absolutely. my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's not only damaging as far as what it does to you internally, but as we see, it's damaging to everybody else. So it's a no win when you have somebody, mm -hmm. yes, there's the occasional guy who can go live in Alaska and be a hermit for 40 years, but he's the outlier. Yeah. And I think the that other problem that people associate with this is we take this idea of it within a moral context of, I should do the right thing regardless of what anybody else thinks of me. I agree with that. Okay. That's true. Yep. Do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Wearing a particular piece of clothing is not really a moral issue. <laughs> right. right. Having a certain type of job. There's so many other things that get lumped up into this. You should always do the right thing regardless of what anybody thinks. And in this idea of you should do whatever you want regardless of what anybody thinks. And that's not – that's a false conflation. Yeah. Yeah, right. Draw the line of morals. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's uh, I think it was Franklin Jefferson, one of them who said, you know, when it comes to your morals, you stand firm like a rock in the river. And when it comes to your fashion, you flow like the river. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing when it comes to a lot of. That other sounds people. like a James Madison. quote. Right? I okay. feel like I feel like one of I, them. I don't I know. It's know this. That's OK. <laughs> no, I just something about th something about James Madison feels like that guy was super fashion forward. Yeah. To me, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm mixing up my history, but, but I mean, look at these guys, all of them. Tell me that. Tell me that none of them cared about how they dressed. Yeah, I right? mean, no, I mean, there's there's effort. It's apparent effort, and I think that is the key, right? Because I I like where you talk about you know we've kind of built up this idea of fashion being a suit. Mm -hmm. The only way that a man can express his ability to dress is through through a suit, and, and that's the end-all, be-all of men's appearance. And, and in the very beginning of your book, you talk about you know the, the issue with, I believe it was your uncle. My uncle. Uh -huh. Yeah, um, and, and helping him pick out a suit and finding something that he felt you know, fit the occasion, but then was able to be himself. Right. You know, so even within a suit, you, there's still some leeway of expression, but this idea of caring and having a purpose like of what we look like right there's an intent and uh, man the, the longer i live the more i realize intention becomes everything everything you know uh, yeah. whether whether again that's an internal thing or an external projection like our intent matters right and it compounds because that's the other thing is a lot of guys look at it as well it's not worth caring about or it's not that big of a deal but what they don't realize is that there's no there's no aesthetic neutrality you can't ever just not. I mean, even like this idea of like the gray man. Right. Right. It's almost that's still a look. Accomplish. It is a look. Exactly. Yeah. It's its own. It's sad it's its like own. even so many of these like the school shooters that we've seen lately, mm -hmm. they kind of fit the gray man where you just don't. They don't look like anything. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But even then, you intentionally have to get to that level if you're choosing from a prep perspective or something. Yeah. Else. You're thinking about it. You're mm -hmm. doing it intentionally. But even supposing you can do that, most of us don't. And your your appearance is either something that works with you and it's a positive it's boosting you it's mm -hmm. making your charisma and your own self-perception and your finances and your relationships and everything else work better or it's a negative and it's making you have to work even harder to overcome all the negatives that come with that but it's never just this plain neutral right so if you can't have it be a neutral why have that be <laughs> so strong in your identity that i don't care instead of actually making it be a positive for you right yeah, I mean, if given the choice between positive and negative, like why would you why would you ever choose anything but? Should be pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. and and so you know, with that, you know, now there's a lot of options, and and there's a ton of ways to to probably get tripped up and trying to navigate those waters, you know, and and so where you've kind of carved out your niche is by helping guys figure out, you know what direction to take because there's I mean there's a ton of looks and a ton of aesthetics that we can adopt but you know how do we figure out what is representative of us 
And what I like about that question is it makes us figure out who we are, yes. you know, because to define that, we have to know, well, what is representative about me? Exactly. You know, and you, you, I think if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you categorize in three or four different kind of aesthetics, whether it's the, the rustic or rakish or. Yeah, so it's the three archetypes. Okay, they are. refined and rakish. Okay. Yes. And, and, but in order to figure out where we lie on that spectrum, well, we have to figure out well, who, who we are, exactly. you know, I have to, I have to think who is Josh Tyler, you know, am I this, this rakish, um, you know, kind of avant-garde going against the flow type, type individual, you know, a, a, a rogue, mm -hmm. if you will, or am I more, you know, more on the, the rugged side and the outdoor side, or, or maybe occasionally I'll tap into the, the, the um, the sophisticated right. side Shoot of it up refined component. Yeah. The refined component. And so, man, I, I think personally, I, I have a little bit of, of all of those things, but to me, the power is in the question. Right. And that's kind of the dirty secret when it comes to the archetypes is that with all three of those, we all have an element of all three of them. Mm -hmm. And especially because a lot of guys, what they, when they first start dressing well, and it, you're probably thinking Tanner's saying dressing well, he's saying dressing up, like uh -huh. dressing more formally, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's the mistake most guys make. Yep. I want to dress better, so I'm going to dress more formally. I'm going to go from wearing a t-shirt and jeans to a button-up and chinos, or I'm going to start wearing a suit everywhere or something else. And they don't realize that that's not only not actually expressive of who they are internally, it's mm -hmm. not taking their identity and actually helping them share that with the rest of the world, but reflect that back on themselves. But it's also just very one dimensional because we don't live in a world where you get the luxury of being all refined or all rugged or all rakish and yeah. really, really good style and really good, strong sense of identity comes from knowing how much of each of those three you are and being able to blend them appropriately. Yeah. Well, and that's, and, and that's the whole idea of a savage gentleman right. is basically spanning that, that entire gamut from exclusive, right? And, and so you're, you transition from one to the other, you know, because sometimes I need to be a little bit more gentleman and my aesthetic should reflect that mm -hmm. depending on where I'm going and what I'm doing. And, you know, it doesn't make sense for me to wear a three piece suit if I'm going to chop wood right. up in the mountains like that's that's ludicrous. Stupid. You but know what I mean? It doesn't make sense to wear cargo shorts and your Under Armour polo if you're going to a wedding. Right. And, and there are plenty of guys who do that. Man, <laughs> it, 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 it can be painful sometimes. And that's where. I kind of look at it, it's like, I, to that same guy, right, to, to the guy that says, it doesn't matter, why should I care, why would I put this effort and energy into my aesthetic and how I look, I would ask that guy, well, how much time do you put in cleaning and maintaining your 1911? Mm -hmm. Or your Glock, or whatever, wherever, you know, whatever, whatever your, your right. thing is. Right. Or maybe it's the car that's in your exactly. garage. How much did you buy your truck because of the aesthetics? Right, and so, you know, to... to to take that same ideology and not apply it to our own pers persona, like seems seems weird to me. It's right. like, well, why why does it stop? You know, with with my actual person. And I think part of it is, ah, man, I think it's easier to affect change on things outside of ourselves. Yeah. You know, and and when we think about working on ourselves, that's kind of a scary and and, and it's hard, right? And if we talk about the physical aspect of it, then now that's a really, really, it's way, I mean, for most, for a lot of people, it's way easier for them to swap an engine than it is for them to drop 10 or 20 pounds. Right. You know, and so, okay, I, I need to do something. This is how I'm going to manifest that energy. And there's value to that. That's an important thing. But, man, the, the, the best tool that you have is yourself. Like yeah. why not, why not work on that, you know, from a physical standpoint. And in the meantime, do something with the, the, the aesthetics of your clothing to help facilitate that. And that's where you, I think, you know, having a stylist or someone who understands the way clothes work, it can be really helpful because now in the interim, while I'm working towards this goal, you can provide options for outerwear that, that are going to, flatter the parts that I want to flatter and exactly. make me look the way and, and move in the direction so that I'm trying to, to go. a little mental win. Yep. Because that's the whole goal is to get it to where when you, when you catch your reflection in the mirror, you know, or you're walking downtown and you happen to see yourself in, the, in a building or something mm -hmm. like that, you should have the best version of yourself be looking back at you. Yeah. Or at least what the better version was than what you were a year ago. Yep. And that should be, absolutely, that should be your physique and mm -hmm. your build. That should be your body language. That mm -hmm. should be the way that you carry yourself. And it should be your clothing. And your clothing is the easiest and the fastest one. Yeah, that's that. I mean, that's 
right off the bat, boom, you can you can you can affect change immediately so, doing nothing else. You don't have to change your diet, you don't have to hit the gym, just getting clothes that that are more complementary or flattering to your body type and the aesthetic that you're trying to achieve. Yep. Boom, right there. It's low hanging fruit. Right. Which is why I don't understand why more people don't utilize that tool you know because it's a step in the right direction it's not the end all be all it's like look man there's no there's no you know pair of pants and shirt that you know are gonna just magically do away with a decade of of sitting on your ass and eating poorly not at all however that can visually move you in the right direction where you like you're saying like those small wins can hopefully compound into something that actually matters and is meaningful and is you know longer lasting well i think that that's actually both the a pro and a con because i think one of the reasons why a lot of guys resent this idea of clothing so much is because it is such a public and a demonstrable way of doing Mm self-improvement that it's no longer that a lot of these guys a lot of men kind of LARP this idea of I want to be a better version of myself. Mm. They want to pay lip service to it. They want to talk about it. But as soon as you actually have to put up or shut up. Oh, you're going to piss some people off I know, with that. I know I am, right? Wow. But I, that's kind of what that's I a, do. That's a, harsh, that's a harsh truth, man. <laughs> but we do. I mean, how often do we just do what you talked about, you know, swapping engines? How often mm-hmm. do we just swap another engine or get incrementally better at working on the car or incre- incrementally better at coding an app or a little bit better at Fortnite or whatever else it is that we're doing? Yeah. As a way to escape the fact that we're not actually improving ourselves, Ooh. that's hard, right? Ooh. Yeah, but it, but it, but it happens. Yeah. You know, we find our thing, and that's and that is the hard part, right? Because it's like, well, yes, get better at things, mm-hmm. right? But if you're just picking the one thing that that you that you are already good at, and you're only and you're making that one percent better, yeah. and you're neglecting everything else, it's like. You know, you can you can post all the motivational quotes about self-improvement and, you know, whatever you want right. on Instagram, but you're not really getting anything done if you look at the big picture. Exactly. And clothing is not a panacea to that. I mean, there's a whole community of guys out there that that's all they do is mm-hmm. they just get better with their style. Yeah. Again, to the exclusion of everything else. How far can you run that that pathway? I mean, I feel like that eventually that that I mean you can only elevate your style so much until you're you're now you're at you know you're wearing some crazy like runway plastic bag right like that's why that dudes in high high heels and you're like I don't even understand what I'm looking exactly. at Exactly it's the style equivalent of what you see within like the bodybuilding community mm. where it's like bro your calves are looking so sick right now and to the rest of us layman it's like what are you what how can how yeah i can't even tell the difference okay you have 73 veins instead of 72 veins that are present very specific tribe those those differences are super strong and that's the same thing that happens with these other guys Mm. within the style community where it's well he can mix four patterns expertly and he did a forehand and his collar flips a little bit and it's awesome and it's like next level it's great if you get that far but it shouldn't come to the exclusion of getting good at other things yeah in the rest of your life but then but then the age-old question is like well how much can you bench it's like that's (laughs) cool man that's a great that's a great knot and 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 i like to this is this is the fun little game that i play um, no matter what anyone does in the world, like especially if they're expert level, I try to pick the thing that I know that I'm better at than they are, right? So, so are we gonna spar now? No, well, it, it, so so sometimes so if a guy is like an expert, you know, weightlifter and he mm-hmm. lifts way more weights, it's like that's cool, man. How's this triangle defense? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Or if he's better in jujitsu, then it's like okay, cool, man. Well, can he start a fire? And so I just yes. I just cherry pick the yes. the skills, right? And that way I feel better about myself, and and then I don't have to look at this, you know expert human being that has reached the pinnacle and be like oh man they're so much better at this and there's a handful of dudes that like you can almost line item um and you're like oh shit he's he's good at all the things right you know like a tim kennedy kind of guy or even or like or like matt frazier Uh just just won the crossfit games again you know it's like yeah well how good is he oh Oh, wait he's good at that he's actually good at that (laughs) son of a (laughs) i love that because it shows that it's possible yeah because a lot of times we get caught up in this idea of you have to be weirdly focused and a lot the guys who are the best in the world at one particular thing they are hyper focused Mm -hmm. on that most of the time to the exclusion of everything yep but you don't have to be in the top one percentile when it comes to your strength 
or your aesthetics or your intelligence or how good you are as a father or any of these other things. You just have to be good enough to be proficient and then desire to continue to get better within each of those arenas. Yeah. And that to to me, that is the pinnacle. and, And that is the ideal that we should all be striving for you know and and again it's easy to get caught up in the singularity of one Mm skill set because we see that we admire that and then you know comparison being the thief of joy we look at a guy like matt frazier and we're just like well i'll never be that fit i why do i even why do i why am i even going to go work out because you know that guy can can overhead squat for 105 pounds and you're like well i'm not going to get there nope but I don't need to. Exactly. It's, it's so, so that's the thing that we have to look at things in a realistic. Like, that's cool. And we need to have the people to explore mm-hmm. different venues to their completion, right? It's taking it as far as humanly possible. Right. They can go to the other side. They can go to the top of the mountain. And then they can bring that information back. Exactly. And then the rest of us can then use it however we see fit yes. to improve ourselves, yep. right? So I need, I need the guy who is the expert in fashion. Right, because I don't expect anybody to know this to the same stupid level that I do. You don't have to spend two decades studying this stuff and figuring out, (laughs) thinking about it all the time and tying all these other things in order to benefit from it the way that my clients benefit. Right. Yeah. So, so that's where, you know, instead of looking at, at, you know, experts in a field and, and kind of having that air of, uh, you know, almost jealousy and just or, or or defeat or whatever. It's like, cool. I'm glad this person explored that mm-hmm. as far as they could. Now I can take that and use it to my own. And, and now I can, if I want to be an expert in one thing, then sure. Or uh, moreover, like, man, I, I want to be as efficient and effective in as many things as I can be within the, within the scope of my interest. Exactly. You know, again, there is, there is a point of like, going too far and being spread too thin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all, all width and no depth, right? All depth and no width. And it's like, no, let's just carve out a nice. Yeah. I'd like to have a nice bell curve, you know, and that's, and that's the way I look at, at least for me personally, but everyone's bell curve is going to be different. Right. You know what I mean? That's the other thing we have to realize as well, Absolutely. you know, but it, that comes back to again, that, that, you know, self-reflection of like, okay, who I am, what's really important to me, you know, what are the five, six things you know, if you're really, really smart and have a lot of time and cable, maybe it's 12 things, yeah. whatever, you know, pick a number that I can really excel at or, you know, at best be above average right. and then be constantly working in all those different things. Not just not just the one that pushes the, you know, hand clap yes. button on Instagram. Yes. It's like, OK, no, we get it, dude. You can you can throw a knife. Cool. Right. Well, but what's, what else? What's really cool, though, is that there are certain things that kind of cover all the baselines and once you get good at them then you can just go into maintenance mode Mm. and it provides more fuel for those other things fitness is one of those yeah where it's a ton of work to get into great shape but once you get there it's relatively easy to maintain it and if you're in good shape everything about your life is better yeah you think better you feel better you're better socially in every other regard you are better off when you take care of your body than when you don't well i i think you you mentioned this the other day um just talking about being more capable yeah right and that's a that's a broad term, right? But as men, our capability comes from our physical ability mm-hmm. to do things. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yes, there there is a component of, uh, you know, intellect and and that sort of thing to to execute certain things, and that's that that is important. But man, that at the end of the day, that kind of means very little if you cannot physically do a thing. It doesn't matter how smart you are if you can't, you know. You get out of the room to solve the problem right. that you're trying to solve. It doesn't matter, right? You know, so understanding that, yeah, that is an important part, right. and and you actually, um, in light of that that capability and that physical fitness um, vein, <laughs> you issued a, a challenge recently yes. to to some of us um, out in in the world, and this is the uh, the Marine PFT. Yeah. And I challenge out actually it's like last year's version because they just updated it. But we're still going with the one I did. We'll okay, we're going to we'll stick do with the that. Updated one soon. Oh, yeah. okay. So it's harder. <laughs> the, the new one is harder. Uh-huh. So essentially, um, Tanner decided that he was going to issue a challenge to to myself and a few other guys, Jack Donovan, who was on here before, and handful of other guys that are you know active and, and do things mm-hmm. right. And we like to fancy ourselves as like pretty capable individuals. So it's like, okay, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. How capable are you? 
Um, the the gauntlet was thrown down, and so it's a three mile timed run, mm-hmm. um, max number of pull ups, right. and then two minutes max um, crunches or yep. sit ups. Ab crunches. Ab crunches. Yep. Okay, and this is the marine um, fitness test. Yep. That, that is issued, and now, they, and like you said, they've updated it, so they've right. changed it a little bit, but this is what we're operating on. And so now we're all going to just, you know, see see where we stack up. It's which so fun. Well, it's great because, you know, the, the purpose, I think, you know, of this is like, okay, well, we're, we're, we're all working out at some capacity. We're, we're, we're trying to get better. But to what end? Yeah. And how do you measure it? Yeah. Right. And what is the what is the ultimate reason? You know, it's really hard to just get better at something for the sake of getting better, whether right. that's fitness, whether that's fashion, whether that's shooting, whether that's whatever. But now, if you have have a reason to put it on the line, mm-hmm. and even if it's just a competition amongst friends, it's not it's like we're signing fun. up for the Boston Marathon. Right. Like this is just on our and own these volition. Kids are going to die if they lose. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it's but but there's something about putting it on the line and having that purpose and that intention mm-hmm. behind our training, that now it's like, oh man, you know what? I have not gone for a run in probably two years yeah. <laughs> so you know to to try and get a respectable time man i need to do a little bit of road especially work especially when you have somebody like all 200 pounds of jack donovan who can do three miles in under 21 minutes dude i dude i saw he just posted mind. that's that's impressive like i was i was really expecting him to be way so, I, way I like, far behind in that there, and he's gonna beat me in the pull-up so i'm just yeah gonna no no yeah he just posted a sub six minute one mile time it's impressive. That's insane. That's I mean, for for a guy with with that amount of muscle mass, it's it's, it's moving and I pretty love good. It because as I see him posting this stuff online, and then I go out and I do my training runs, I'm already pushing harder than I would have been had I just been doing. Yeah, because you would. Yeah, well, you, there's no. You know, I, you know. Before I said comparison is the thief of joy, but at the same time, we do need to have a bar that we're that we're that's being set that we're trying to achieve. Exactly. You know, you, if you were doing 15 minutes at three miles, I wouldn't even try and compare. But it's close enough. <laughs> yeah, that's like, ah, that's like, oh, feasible. I, I Jack. I well, and that's, and, and man, that to me, there, there's something really powerful in that where we need to surround ourselves with a group of people that, you know, it's obtainable, but it's but it's a challenge, you know, right. because again, if if you were looking at world class, you know, runners, you know, now you're looking that's at sub five minute times and we're like, well, that's pointless. Yeah. And you, it's I'm just not so even far. Anywhere near that realm. Yeah. And I, I think. A quarter of a mile at that pace, right? And they can do twenty six of them. <laughs> and, and I think sometimes we 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 mistakenly surround ourselves with people that are either too far mm-hmm. away in one direction or the other. So it's it either feels insurmountable, right. or we're so far ahead we don't even need to try. Exactly. And and I think that's probably more to the point of what what a lot of people will do is because like man, it's really nice to be the top dog. You know, it's great to go to the gym and know you're the baddest dude in yeah. there. And then you realize you're at Planet Fitness. And you're like, oh. <laughs> or even on the mats. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, man, I'm the best boxer in my gym. Mm-hmm. Well, what does that really mean? Right. You know, because unless you're at the Olympic Training Center, probably not much. Right. You know, and so so that that idea of finding people that are within reach but we do have to We're reach. We have to work. Other. Yeah, we have yeah. to push. That's, you know, that idea of finding a tribe. Like, that's the kind of people we want to surround right. ourselves with. And those are the kind of people whose opinion should matter to you. Yeah. Yep. And that's where it comes down to this idea of when you, when you build a tribe like that, you develop this kind of in-group loyalty and you start to – you have jargon about the way that you talk. Mm-hmm. You know, you have certain terms that you'll throw out that you're familiar. And we've already used a bunch of them in the podcast from guys that are the audience that understand things that we're saying as opposed to if it were a bunch of like code monkeys who yep. wouldn't They're understand like, half the terms we're yeah. using, right? Mm-hmm. And it's and the exact same thing happens aesthetically. Mm. You develop this kind of way of – because really, I mean, clothing is just communication. Yeah. And so it's another way of being articulate and being able to signal we're part of the same tribe or we're not part of the same tribe or something else. And it all it all fits within that whole idea of that tribe. That's that that's really cool. And I, I, I love the way that you kind of – that you break that down and explain that because, again – People look at clothing and just say, oh, it's what I cover my body with. The idea that this is telling a story and it's giving someone just a very quick snapshot of who they are interfacing with before words are even spoken. Man, that's that's really powerful. That's a valuable tool that I think is grossly downplayed and overlooked. Right. You know, especially by by a lot of men. And so, you know, if someone is 
you know, hopefully they're listening to this and they're like, yeah, you know what, Josh and Tanner, you guys are right. I should. Maybe, I don't know. Hopefully there, there's a few, a few people. <laughs> I think there'll be a couple. There'll be a few that are just like, you, bunch of <laughs> sissies. Yeah. Look at that guy in a button-down collared shirt, like a working Style guy's not even in a suit. What is no, this? Yeah, this is, <laughs> yeah. Um, but but to those to those people, I mean, obviously, your book would be a great place to start. The Power of Appearance. Appearance of Power. Oh, excuse me. Right? But I did that on purpose so you could get that. Ah, yeah, ah, ah. <laughs> then I did it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's obviously a great place to start. And then, you know, where where do you direct people um, to kind of, okay, so I want to elevate my, mm-hmm. my aesthetic. I want to improve in this realm. Yeah. What do I do, man? So the biggest thing that I can do to help you out, because there are so many guys who do what I do within this realm of men's style, and they will Mm -hmm. talk about, well, you get clothes that fit. Or you start off with just like these 15 items that everybody needs. And a lot of that can be really good advice. But again, the problem with that is it doesn't solve this idea of style being an internal thing that's done externally, Mm -hmm. right? And so... I'm as far as I know, I'm the only person who's talking about it from this perspective, which is fun because I get to kind of figure this stuff out. As yeah, go too. And so what I would recommend for the guys who want to take it to the next level is go to my site, which is masculine style.com. You can actually take a quiz on there. It's like seven questions that will tell you which of those three archetypes we talked okay. about is your primary uh-huh. archetype. And then not only do you know that, but then you get on my newsletter and I send out a few emails a week that really break all this down and uh. start to help guys understand. Because if, if the two aren't aligned, if, you're, if your style isn't aligned with who you are and even more importantly, who you're building yourself into becoming mm. – it's never going to be good. And that, and, that, and that was something that I was going to bring up because I think a lot of us, we, we identify you know, our style and therefore ourselves mm-hmm. with a past version, right? Yeah. And you can, you can very clearly see this where, okay, this person's identity stopped That's in, in 1997. Exactly. That's it. Okay. Aesthetically, nothing has changed for them. They, right. That is their style. That is their look. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I think... And some people would would say like, well, that's just that's my thing, and and maybe, but I think that is more indicative of that's where you were comfortable, mm-hmm. and again, that's where you, that's where you stopped, and you're living in the past. Right. You know, you're trying to cling to you know whatever those glory days for you, whether exactly. it was college or high school or whatever that time period was. And man, I think that that is the the worst thing as men that we can do is just be constantly reflecting in the past, which yeah. means we're not we're not growing at all. It's not even that we've plateaued; it's that we have gone. We're regressed. Over the yeah. Exactly. I yeah. mean, man, if I think about the person that I was, you know, t- even ten years ago, mm-hmm. I, I would be appalled if I was still in that same right? place same. right now. Oh man, do you know what That's I mean? Humiliating. And, it, it would be really bad, and, and, and that's not to say that I was a dirtbag no, or all. a terrible person, but it's like knowing what I know now, I have so much more information to well, work what a with. Waste of those ten years. Yeah, it's like you stayed in the same spot, and that's that's kind of I think the biggest tragedy that that has befallen um, mankind in general and in our society is that you know we we reach whatever we deem to be our peak. We, ah, that's good enough, yeah, man. I'm, I'm here. And then, comfortable. yeah, now I, I'm comfortable. I, I've checked whatever the boxes I thought were, were important. And now here I am and I will live out the rest of my existence in this state. Right. Um, and that can be very apparent just by the clothing that, that somebody wears. Absolutely. And I think that that's just, man, it's, it, it, it's sad to me because I think as humans, we have so much more potential, you know, I mean, we're, we're given, you know, hopefully if we're lucky, you know, 60, 70, 80, 90 years to do stuff with, man, why would you call it quit at 20 or 30 or 40 right. or wherever you happen to be? Well, and just because, okay, I'm not, we, we know that we can't physically progress every year. Says you. We can't do it right. I mean, <laughs> but we can't do it at a, at a linear. Certainly. Yeah. It, fashion, right. right. Yep. Maybe it gets logarithmic and there's still this little bit of growth, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that you have to stop in everything else because you can get better with communicating with people. You can get better with your career. You can get better with your intelligence. You can develop a new talent. And I think so often you see people who, you know, the idea of you can't teach an old dog new tricks and it's because the old dog stopped learning. Yeah. And if he continues to learn and that's a skill set that you maintain or you get better at, then why wouldn't you be able to start? My dad learned how to play the piano at 50. Wow. You know, and he's very good at it now. And it's because my little sister started taking lessons and my dad thought, well, I'm gonna take lessons too. You know, that's the kind of mindset that I'm really appreciative of. And that's the same one that I want to embody is maybe 
maybe in 15 years, the things that matter to me now are either good enough that I'm on maintenance that I feel good Mm -hmm. or that they don't even matter. But the idea of always wanting to be improving and developing more skills and tacking and stacking more talents and all that, that should always be with us. I man, I I completely agree. And I think, you know, sometimes the trap that that we could fall into is that we look and we want to improve our world around us. I mean, think about how many men their their number one focus, they wake up every day and it's like, man, how can I improve my situation? Okay, well, maybe I can get a promotion mm-hmm. or maybe I can, you know, do this renovation on the house or I can do this and this and this and this and this and all these external things and they're focused on changing the things around them. Right. And they never look inward and realize that the only way you can actually affect change on those things is by changing myself. Exactly. Or how many guys even take it from the other direction where it's, I'm going to read every self-improvement book, mm. or I'm going to follow all the blogs or listen to all the podcasts, but then I'm not actually going to act on anything. That's That probably is that um, that self-improvement LARPing you, uh-huh. you had mentioned before. Yeah, where you don't actually put yourself in this risky situation, whether that's physically or socially mm-hmm. risky, to actually put up or shut up. And it's just, well, no, I know all this stuff. Look at my big library. Look at all these great <laughs> books that I have. And my morning routine is on. Well, there's no risk. Yeah. Like look how, look how good I journal. Exactly, right? I journal so hard. That. that stuff is valuable sure. only if it becomes a means to an end towards other things. Dude, you're right? such a popular guy. <laughs> I know. Oh, I have man. I'm mute, and now it's just being ridiculous. That's okay. I'm sorry. Oh, it's the power of editing. Right. I might leave it in just because. Just, <laughs> just makes it feel more natural. Yeah, this is a thing that happens. Well, <laughs> that... Man, that, that, that idea that you can, you know, it, it is kind of that fake it till you make it, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, all right, I'm taking pictures of all the books that I've supposedly read. Maybe you have read them and I'm, and I'm, I'm projecting this outward thing, mm-hmm. but then it's like, okay, cool. But what do you really do? Yeah. And, and, and you've got guys now that in, in, in the sphere that have made a living just, kind of talking the talk, but have never actually walked the walk at any capacity. And, you know, man, if if that's the way you're putting food on the table, then hats off to you. You found a way to make it work. But I think if you're not actually living the life that you profess, excuse me, then ultimately you're going to hit a brick wall. Yeah. And, and, you, and we see this. We see this all the time where, like, guys are going along, they're doing the things, and everything seems good, and then all of a sudden the wheels fall off for no reason. They look uh-huh. around, they're like, what happened? Yep. And it's like, well, you weren't following through. You, you, you lived this story that you created for so long, and you didn't realize that, oh, wait, I'm not that guy. And when that realization comes, yes. it is devastating. Right? And like you were saying earlier, so much of that usually comes back to this idea of a lack of intentionality. Mm. It's it's either that they follow through on somebody else's goals or they set their own goals, but they're too afraid to actually follow through on them. Mm. But either way, there's not the intention of this is what I want and these are the things that I'm going to do to go after it. Yeah, I, I, I think the value is really the you have to find the opportunities to put it on the line. Yep. You know what I mean? Like have to. I mean, that's one of the things that I love about fighting is like, okay, I can do all the training I want to. I can say how tough I am and how badass of a fighter I, I may or may not be. But unless I go out and step into the cage, it doesn't really mean a lot. And it's very easy for me. And, and, and not to say that I'm proving this to the world mm-hmm. of where I'm at, but I need to prove it to myself because I need to know, I need a realistic evaluation of where that stands. I've put all this time and effort into developing a skill set. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's assess it. You know, because if I really truly care about getting better at that thing, I need an evaluation to say, okay, this worked, this didn't. Right. I'm good at this. I'm bad at this. This is where I need to improve. If I never, if I never put it on the line and I never test it out, mm-hmm. you know, there's no proving grounds. Then there's nothing to to validate what if I'm doing something right or doing something wrong. It's just eh, maybe. Yeah. You know, and so I can spend all the time in the world hitting, you know, the the heavy bag. Mm-hmm. And saying, oh, this is making me better, right. maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Until I actually test that theory, I'll never know. And right. I think, you know, it, it becomes easy for us to get comfortable and, you know, it, it's super easy to not put that on the line. Totally. It's way easier to not put it on the line because, you know, when it's out there, not only do I now 100% know, mm-hmm. but the rest of the world knows. That's what's so hard is when it's so public. Mm-hmm. Because... 
if you, you okay take playing the piano like my dad learned how to do that's something that he can practice in private yep and that's something that there are objective measures that you can hear other people mm-hmm. play you can record yourself you can tell with fighting you can't it's harder it's public yeah even if it's just you and your opponent you both know if he's better or if right. better it's the same thing with style mm. because you put on your clothes this is now public communication it's not that i'm just wearing this by myself in my office at home i'm now every single person who sees me is now seeing what i and they're making assessments uh-huh. yeah intentionally unintentionally favorably unfair it doesn't matter so it's this public way of putting yourself on the line to see if what you're doing is actually working or not. And for so many men, that's what's intimidating. It's terrifying. Uh-huh. I mean, it absolutely is terrifying because it's very easy to build up this image of, of who and what we are, mm-hmm. you know, and they just keep that, you know, I can keep that safe and protected yes. and secure. And, you know, if I never let that escape, it can never be damaged or shattered. That's a good visual. Do you know what I mean? Yes. But if I put it out there, there's there's the possibility that that thing could just get st- trampled on, right. right? Here's here's what helped me with fighting, and I think this probably can apply to fashion as well, is yes, people will see you. Yes, they may make some assumptions of, oh, that guy's not, not very good at fighting or that guy's not a very good dresser or whatever. But in the grand scheme of things, nobody cares. Exactly. That's uh, that for me. That's kind of the secret. It's yeah. like not once have I ever met someone and discussed fighting, you know, in depth to where they were like, so well, what's your record? Are you actually good at right. fighting? That never comes up. Right. And in my mind, you know, when I, every fight I go into, it's like, well, I better win this fight because that's going to be on my record, uh-huh. you know, and I've, and I've talked to some of the most badass dudes on the planet that could probably completely wipe the, the mat with me. That never comes up. Right. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's just a yes, no. Oh, you're a fighter. Cool. Yeah. We can talk about fighting stuff. Exactly. And unless I say, unless I'm trying to profess how awesome I am and like, I'm the toughest, they're never going to question that. They're just, because you're just there. Because I'm just there and they're in the moment and we're engaging, we're having a dialogue. They're not trying to size me up, you know, unless we're going to be getting in a fight later. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter. Right. But we put this emphasis on, oh man, people, uh, People are going to find out, well, what, you know, what if they think I'm a phony? What if, you know, what if I'm talking to this, this, you know, elite level fighter and that guy, you know, calls my bluff? He's not going to. He doesn't right. care because he's if he's that good of a fighter, he doesn't care. Exactly. If someone is is that that's exactly. the thing that we don't You're realize. Anyway. It doesn't even yeah. matter. So it's it's just a pass fail. Yeah. So yes or no? Are you on this level? Yes. Cool. So, if so not, that, that was my experience because I had my first boxing bout in November, mm-hmm. and so I had trained for a couple of years, and it was one of those things that I finally got myself up to do, and I got worked. I really did. Like I, I've never been to an amateur fight and seen anybody who was as bloody and as I was. It was awesome. Like I just got wrecked. He was Fifteen years younger than I am. He was taller. He had a longer reach. Oh, His man. conditioning was better. It was great. And what's so fun about it is that anybody else who I've talked to within the boxing community, they just they just consider me one of them because I actually got it. Because you did it. I did it. Yeah, and no one cares if win, Nobody lose, or draw. Like, n- like I cannot emphasize enough that nobody freaking cares you know and 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 again like my whole for the for the longest time like my self-worth my value was placed upon w's and l's yeah you know what i mean because i thought that's who i was well if i'm josh the fighter the only measure of josh the mma fighter is well how many times did he win how many times did he lose and then how does that stack up against this person or that person or whatever and once I once I came to the realization that I am not what I do, that became very freeing because it's like, yeah, man, I've I've won far more than I've lost, but it doesn't matter. I have nothing to prove in that realm. Right. And now, if I decided I wanted to go fight, I'm just fighting because I want to fight and I want to see where I'm personally at, not because I need to put another tick mark in the W column. Yeah, because of the status signals, it because says, or anything else. Yeah, and so that again, it, it kind of comes back to that whole internal thing. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to play, placing all the emphasis on this external right. um, influence, right? Which is weird because we're kind of jumping back and forth. We're like, it matters it what the world matter, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking about that as we were talking about it. And what, what a lot of guys don't understand, especially because with clothing, we come into this fear of, oh, he's, he's trying too hard. He's a try hard. He's a poser. He's something else. And there's something to be said for that where you don't want to do this idea of, 
you know, I'm wearing all the right fight gear and it's all the most expensive stuff <laughs> and I've never actually been in the cage or been in the ring because sure. that's, that's lying. Yeah, it's sending a false. Signal. Well, it's or or it's you know throwing on a motorcycle cut when you don't belong. Exactly, dude. You can get that's a that's a bad move. Exactly, like, but that's, that's people a kill you for on that. One extreme. Mm-hmm. What most guys do is they just they're too afraid to even try. Yeah, and so what you don't what you don't realize is that as you experiment with this and you make mistakes and as you try to better communicate who you are through your appearance, you you are going to make mistakes. And nobody's really going to care. And if you keep doing it and you get good at it, people are going to care. But it's in a positive, in a positive way. way. Yeah. And so you're playing it safe because you're afraid of this dragon over here of people being negative about it. But that dragon really doesn't exist. Yeah. If he does, he's so irrelevant. It doesn't even matter. But then you get all these benefits on this other side. So stop playing it safe. Yeah. Especially because the people who are going to make fun of you for that, oh, you've, you've lost more than you've won or, oh, you're trying – that's a great screening filter to know those are the kind of people you don't want in your life anyway. Yeah, you don't because need them. They resent you for even trying at mm-hmm. all. And they just, they're pissed because you're the one who's broken their bubble of my little security that I get to hold on to tightly. Yeah, yeah, you're, 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 you become the reflection exactly. of their iniquity, right? Yep. And they, and, and, and people lose their mind. Right. And that's where Remember most, people. that's where most criticism comes from. And I think, you know, we we have subjected ourselves to far greater criticism than we would than we've ever have before because of social media. Mm-hmm. So now we can put things out there, right. and any asshole with a computer can now come through and nitpick and 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 do whatever. And, and I it's think good for us. Yeah, it sucks, but it's because if you've never really really been hated. You don't know how freeing it is to realize how it's really not that big of a deal. Doesn't matter. It does not matter whether it's an ex-wife or some <laughs> hater on the internet or somebody else. It really doesn't matter if somebody totally hates you unless you allow it to matter. Right. And and, and that is it's a, it's a very powerful notion where it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. I survived that. Yeah. It's yeah. a little bit uncomfortable when I'm facing it in the very middle of it. But I can conquer that, and I can go on, and I can do so many more things because I'm not playing it safe in every regard for fear that somebody's mm, going to hate me. Yeah, I I think that that's a really powerful message, and it's you know I think it's cool that you know something as simple as the clothes that we wear can be that that vessel that we can kind of step out and, and test some of these yep. waters, right? Because if we can do that with our with our clothing and our outward appearance. What else can we apply that to? You know what I mean? And it's like, man, the possibilities. We can take that same notion of like, you know what, man? I'm going to go for it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put myself out there. I am going to try this thing that I'm going to wear this piece that I, you know, was, I don't know if I can pull this Mm -hmm. off or not. It's like, fuck it, man. Go pull it off. Give it a, you know, you'll know really fast. Exactly. And again, what is the worst that is going to happen? I mean, we kind of have this, we build up this thing, you know, this uh, from like a, you know, cheesy high school movie where everyone's going to stop, the record's going to skip, and then they're going to boo you out of yes. the establishment. And you're eat alone for the rest of your life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess it is, it's amazing how, how scarring our, our previous, you know, our right. that but it is, middle school, high school. Baggage. Yeah, that it baggage is. we carry with us in adulthood. And it's like, again, this is the realization that I had. It's like, man, everyone else is every bit as self-conscious and they're too worried about their own selves to ever be even yep. remotely worried about what you and what you're doing. And even if they are, they'll forget about it. Yeah. I've had <laughs> I've had a lot of style wins as far as kind of being ahead of the curve. And I mean, I remember buying girl pants in 2003 because that was the only way to buy skinny pants uh-huh. and being made fun of that by guys at the skate park and yeah. everything and then it turns into a thing. Now it's a thing. Oh, I was ahead of it. But I've had so many other things that have been complete losses that yeah. I look back at pictures of myself and go, I like, can't believe whoops. I tried that. That was stupid. And you know what? Who cares? Yeah. It doesn't matter because I, I inoculated myself against the the social risk by mm-hmm. taking it and winning and taking it and losing. Yeah. And, and, and that is that is the same thing with that same maxim applies for fighting, mm-hmm. you know. Well, now you know what it's like to lose a fight. Okay, the sun came up the next day. My yeah. wife and my kids still love me. You know, life goes on, and and nobody cares. Nope. You know what I mean? Like no one, no one is looking up, and they're like, wait, Tanner Guzzi, didn't he lose the, that one amateur boxing yeah. fight? Oops, that one, that I can't, I can't listen to him on fashion. <laughs> Certainly, I can't take his advice. Like that nobody doesn't cares. doesn't happen. No. At, at it all. Does, I don't care about that guy. Yeah, and it's like, well, the, the other one out of seven billion people, exactly. nah, I think we can do without his business. Exactly. Not the, yeah. So, man, that's that's really, really fascinating. I love, you know, the the direction 
that, that you've kind of taken this thing. Because, again, it's really easy to just sit on the fence and look at the guys that are putting forth some effort and, and you know, say, oh, what a try hard. And that guy cares too much. And it's like, or maybe you don't care enough. Yeah, he's you actually know? got some balls and you're just playing it safe. Yeah. And it's like that that doesn't just apply to fashion. That can no. apply to everything. And, again, mindset. again, when I see someone who's doing something – that's that's maybe fashion forward or making an effort what that conveys to me is like oh this person is willing to try at other things as well whether they actually are or aren't i don't know but again that's that snap judgment then i'm like okay this guy gives a shit right he's intentional he's deliberate he's got some discipline he's willing to take a risk all those are very positive things yeah we value in each other as men and i think that that's a that's a powerful message to convey you know and and that's something that hopefully the the takeaway for a lot of our guys is like not that you have to wear a suit not that you have to you know go go out and buy a tuxedo right. and make sure you, you spend be a hype beast and be on the latest trends right yeah. and and you know or 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 you know get a $10,000 new brand new wardrobe like that doesn't matter it's just about being intentional making an effort and you know actually not only showing that you care but actually caring mm-hmm. because in the actual doing of something that is that is right. the proof right there positive feedback loop yeah yep. so man i don't even know that's eh, actually pretty man i felt it yeah i felt that. i was like i think that's about an hour <laughs> yeah no no i was like oh, i wonder where we're at on time it's like maybe it's an hour maybe it isn't it's hard when we when we get going on stuff mm-hmm. because man like 30 minutes can 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 feel like you know two minutes yep. and you're like Huh. <laughs> so, I mean, I, th- I feel like, man, we, we, we covered down on just about, well, not about everything, but I think that's a good jumping off point. I mean, I like the fact that, you know, you're, you're pretty local here. So, you know, now, now we've got a guy that we can tap into yes. because, you know, I fancy myself to have some sense of style, but there's always, there's always more to learn. Right. And, and just in, in a few brief conversations, like you've, you've highlighted some things. I'm like, dude, I never even thought about that. Awesome. I didn't even know that that existed. You were talking about a particular knot that works better with this type mm-hmm. of, you know, this type of body type or, or this type of collar. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh man, this, <laughs> this rabbit hole goes deep. So deep. <laughs> but, uh, but, but again, that's exciting because, yeah. and I think that's the way we should feel about everything is like, oh, there's more that I can learn, Absolutely. you know, and, and if we can have that, that, that curious mindset, not only just with our clothing, but in everything that we pursue in the masculine, you know, space, mm-hmm. man, we're going to end up being better. We're going to come out the other side, you know, improve from where we, where we started. And yep. at the end of the day, that's the name of the game. Exactly. Especially because none of it is very it's not domain dependent Mm. the skills and the mindsets and everything that you develop as you get better at style they've made me better in the gym they've made me better training boxing they've made me a better father and as i learn all those other things it makes me better within my business it makes me better and it just feeds and compounds compounding yeah that's awesome that's awesome I, i i really love that so you know to sum it up freaking Go dress up, you slobs. Yeah. Now, care about uh, how you look. Care about how you look, you jerks, you <laughs> damn dirty heathens. So, Tanner, if people want to get a hold of you, reach out to you, see what you're about. You had mentioned you've got a website. Yep. Um, where can they find you? So, main site is masculine-style.com. Um, I'm also most active on Twitter of all Oh, yeah, places. you're a Twitter guy. That's, That's weird, right. right. I forgot. Twitter and Instagram, and both of those are at Tanner Guzzi. Okay. So, yeah, blow this guy up on social media. Uh Presumably, if anyone has questions, they can reach out to you and DM me there. I'd love to work with anybody. Fantastic. So, Tanner, really appreciate it, man. Looking forward to doing stuff in the future. And uh, we'll see you guys next time.